Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to the Collector's Cast. I'm your host, Santa the Collector, actually Clint the Collector. This is Mike Blosky, is always with me. How are you doing today, Mike? All right, Clint. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and the best of all the season. And, and uh, Same to you. And Merry Christmas. we're allowed to say these days. Yes, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone else out yes. there watching our show. Yes, absolutely. Happy Hanukkah, uh, happy Kwanzaa, happy any other uh, holiday you may or may not celebrate at this time of year. There's a lot of happiness out there at this time There's of year. There's a lot of happiness and a lot of giving. A lot of giving. That's Christmas is really about the giving, isn't it? You're a little late for Diwali, but that's okay. I'm sorry. Happy Diwali. Well, happy it's, Diwali. you're right. It's over. It's. I, I said that in one of our other episodes. You know, Check back. Watch every single one front to back. You'll find it, I swear. Diwali is a fun, fun holiday. The lights, the food. I gain 20 pounds during well, you, Diwali. You usually. are an aficionado of the Indian cooking, for sure. I yes. know you uh, find it hard to put down a samosa or turn <laughs> down a samosa. Never met a samosa I didn't like. Yes. <laughs> Before we go and some, tell some Christmas stories, I just want to say that this time of year, as a collector and as a picker, what I've done, especially in the last, I don't know, 10 or a dozen years, is I try to give people, friends, kids, my own kids, whatever, something that I've collected. Instead of just going down to the store, I really hate going down to the big box store and buying something that was churned out of a factory by the million just because everybody else is getting one. That just drives me nuts. It seems so unimaginative. What would you say, Mike? I would say it's obviously that, that at this present time, you're single and do not have a female companion. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for sure with that statement. But no, it's the same thing. And you know, kind of a nice thing about uh, my life now is that my... Children are all adults. So are mine. Yeah. I have grandkids and, now, though. So. And so that expectation of, oh, I got to get this gift. We're, we're so much now at just get together. As far as exchange, this big exchange of gifts, we're kind of away from it. Um, my kids always they say to me, Dad, well, what do, you, what do you want? What do you want for Christmas? And I go, well, like, I, not that I have everything, but I don't you, really you need anything. You have everything you need. I you kind of have everything you need. And, and you're, you're not a guy that goes out and, and has to have 10 of everything. Yeah. And I always say. Unless hey, they're boats. Then, unless they're boats. Uh, I say, listen, if I think of something, I'll let you know. And you know what? I'm kind of the same way with buying. When we were talking uh, on a previous episode with the big man cave guy out east there, Tim Schmidt, uh, uh, and we asked him, you know, what's your favorite car, guy with all his cars? He said, my next one. And I equated that to picking, too, how my holy grail item is always, I don't know what it is because I ha I'll know when I see it. And, you know, my Christmas shopping kind of goes the same way. Yeah. And I start doing it in the summer, even, or whenever I see something and I think of one of my kids, one of my daughters or my son, and I go, wow, that is so them. Yeah. And I buy it with that thought of, of so, you yeah. know, it's not like I, I'm going out to find presents just because. It's like I'm finding presents anyway, and then I store them up for the holiday. Yeah. And that way you get a real thoughtful gift for somebody, something that you yeah. actually went, that's them all the way. You know, also, at Christmas time, there, there are people that uh, are just, you know, really avid Christmas ornament collectors, like vintage oh. Christmas ornaments. And you know what I found out? I didn't know this, but those plastic light-up Santas that are about, you know, 24 inches high, 26 inches high. Apparently, those from the 70s yeah. are extremely, like, 
you, you can get like 300 bucks for one of those on well yeah you know okay now you go through a neighborhood and you see these houses <laughs> with the robotic santa ho 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 and all those and frosty and everybody's inflated and the whole yard looks like a bloody circus and you know but that's because all that stuff is readily available now but when yeah. we were growing up, like, geez, a string of Christmas lights was really expensive. They didn't mass produce it like now. It was kind of a special thing, and you only had so many yeah. decorations. And a guy who had, like, a cutout Santa and his reindeers on his roof made out of plywood or, was, like, really something back then. Yeah, or a light-up, a lit-up Santa, like mm -hmm. one of those plastic ones. That was a, a big deal back then. So, yeah, so the, the point is they made so little of that stuff back then that when you can find the vintage Christmas stuff now, it's very collectible. And you know, in the best time, to be honest, the best time to find that stuff is in the off season. You're going through a, a flea market or a sale, and somebody's got some old vintage Christmas lights or old yeah. ornaments and that. You know, and you find those in the summer, buy them because you'll know, get close to the season. There's a lot of vintage dealers that deal in that stuff heavily. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward. I know in my family, we're really looking forward again to the Christmas train that travels across Canada and stops in Agassiz. Oh. And we're really looking forward to getting in the car if the gas prices go below a buck fifty a liter and driving around and looking at Christmas lights again and going to those places where the people have the, the great display and they're giving out hot chocolate. Now, do you guys, every every town seems to have uh, one of these, uh, like a block or a cul-de-sac where oh. everybody partakes? Do you, yes, do you, where we live, yes. Yeah, yes. that's great and when... At Harrison Hot Springs Lake, British Columbia, they have a great, great setup on the beach. Like, it's a great place to go for a walk, grab a hot chocolate, and they got a lot of lights there. And if you're in Harrison Hot Springs, and you'll notice a lot of the storefronts along the, the waterfront there are decorated. The windows are painted up with all the Christmas stuff. Yeah. And a friend of ours named Angie Loeb does that. Uh, you know Angie, that uh, Sean's towing uh, yeah. lady friend there? Yeah, she does all that painting herself, and she's amazingly talented. So shout out to Angie Loeb for amazing work in Harrison on the so Christmas painting. Let's get out there and look at those Christmas lights. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I was going to say about that? We used to have a, a neighborhood in Surrey, uh, British Columbia, where I lived, and that was uh, quite known for the Christmas displays. And this one street and cul-de-sac in particular was just so wow factor. It looked like uh, Chevy Chase's house in the you know National Lampoon <laughs> Christmas Vacation. You know, it was blinding pilots as they were flying over. And uh, But you know what happened is, I remember this funny thing, is one year, one of the people in the cul-de-sac sold their house. And the new people that came in, I don't know if they didn't celebrate Christmas or they just were humbugs or what, but they didn't join. So it looked like a big, like somebody smiling and they got a tooth missing, just a big black space. Wow. You had lights, 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 black, lights, <laughs> lights, lights. And, well, and of course it sticks out and everybody goes, what the heck's wrong with those people? I, I'm just saying that yeah. if, you, if you buy a house in a neighborhood where they're into that whole thing, join in or you're going to look like a humbug. Here, here's something for you, Clint. Oh, please. We're talking about this. I want to know, what was your favorite Christmas present ever? Hmm. Hmm. You know, I'm going to ask you the same. I, I know, and I, and I was prepared, knowing we we're having a uh, Christmas episode. I've today. had a I, few, but this is something I've talked about before. My favorite toy in the world, and we know what it is. It's the Tonka Winnebago Indian. 
right there yeah. I've got one, and I think I've got about seven altogether. I don't have the original one that I had as a kid, but I remember getting that at Christmas, and it was just magical. And it, that was like my big <laughs> central present. You usually get a few little stocking stuffers and thing, and then you get one nice present, and that was it. And I never left that thing side until we moved away and probably left it behind in a yard sale or so. I don't know what happened to it. I wish I still had it, but the Tonka Winnebago was my absolute favorite. I, I probably got a couple that are, are close to that, but that's I'm, I'm going with that. That's a worthy. No, we're not. I, oh, I don't want to spoil it. I was going to guess. I was going to guess. Is <laughs> it, was it the Johnny Seven machine gun? No, okay. no, no. That that was that was a uh, that was up there. That was up there. But my favorite Christmas present ever, which uh, was a brand new pair of goalie skates. I had never had a brand new pair of skates up wow. until then. So I would have been about 10. Oh. Of course, being a goalie, but I always still wore regular skates and I wanted goalie skates. And I think my dad knew at this point in time. I you couldn't get to, away with I, playing in the old boats. Yeah, yeah. I, needed the, I needed goalie skates. And... Uh, yeah, and I remember that night, and for many nights after, I slept with those things on my feet, believe it or not. On your feet? Oh, yeah. Dude, Jeez. I, yeah, I was crazy. That's I fantastic. put them on and slept with them. You know, I think we're going we're gonna, to uh, uh, take a little break now that we told those couple stories, and when we come back, I think uh, Aiden, our producer, has some sort of special Christmas game he wants to play with us. So uh, we'll, we'll take a look at that as soon as we come back. You're watching the Collector's Cast. It's the Christmas special. Yay! See you in a minute. See you soon. Welcome back to the Christmas episode of the Collector's Cast. Hey, Mike, we're back. We're back. And you're probably wondering why we have these headsets on, for those of you who can see us. Yes. For those of you who can't see us, you don't know. You probably thought we always had headphones on, but we did not. And now we do. <laughs> But the reason we have them on is because Aiden, our producer, has something teed up for us to listen to. We're going to do some sort of trivia. Is this Christmas movie trivia? Is that what I'm... Oh, we're playing a fun little Christmas game. I'm going to play some clips from famous Christmas movies, and you're going to try and guess them without being able to see them, just by the audio alone. Okay. Well, there, right. there, there's no, odd, no video in here of us seeing anything except the bare room. Are these Christmas videos or movies, of movies that I would have watched? I would say they're all well-known movies. Okay. Uh, they were all made in the last 75 years. And the room is not bare <laughs> by any stretch. In the last 75 years, okay, good. Right. So they're at least talkies. They're talkies. There's no silent movies. That doesn't translate very well to radio. No. Well, like <laughs> also, we just hear a fast piano going. Hey, like this is our, Charlie Chaplin. Like our fans tell us, we got great faces for radio. They do. They do. Okay. Whenever you're ready, sir. All right, here we're starting with the thir first one. Here we go. I love them and love them. I don't care who knows it. Buddy, uh, not now. Uh, oh, uh, elf. Back to the, uh, elf. Yes. As soon as you said, buddy, I had it. I, I could tell it was Will Ferrell's voice. <sighs> At first I thought it was a woman. I mean, love women. But it was Will Ferrell's voice, hi. And then I said, buddy. And then I knew it was Buddy the Elf. Oh, I, I'm going to let our listeners in on a little secret. When we were off the air, because Clint is such a, a, a movie freak, Aiden had suggested that I get a 10-second uh, advantage over trying to figure out what the movie might be. 
Anyways, well, just because carry on. If we, carry were, on. if we were in skates, you would give me a 10 second head start in a race, wouldn't you? Uh, probably about a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Should we try that for the next one? Yes, please. Uh, that was fun. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll let. Uh, how about this? If I get it, I'll put up, I'll put up my finger and say, I know it. And then I'll let you have a crack. Go. Okay. Go. All right. Ready? I was left at the office. Is it snowing? Yeah, it just started. Well, where's your coat and hat? Left them at the office. What's the matter? Nothing's the matter. I got it. Do you want to keep going, Mike? I give. He's about to get ready and say, Zuzu, stop that infernal piano playing or whatever. It's, I'm, it's I'm tapping. It's a wonderful life. That's Jimmy Stewart. That is. And, and that's his daughter playing the piano in the background, practicing it. Very, very nice. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe instead of the last one, we should just do like a piece of hockey trivia. <laughs> so Mike has a fighting no, chance. No, I'm going to give him the head start again. I'm going to just say I know it when I know just it. Just tee it up. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Vincent, I need your help with something. I'm busy right now. Why don't you just go ask some of your boys in homicide? I can't. You're looking skeptical. It is a Christmas movie. I want you to tail Bud White till he goes on duty this evening. Why don't you do me a real favor and leave me alone? Do you make... All right, let's break it down. Can you make out who's talking? No, I, I kind of thought I heard a little James Caan there for a second, but no. Okay. Can we hear it again? All right. And this time, you talked in the middle, so this time I want to hear the whole thing. I'm mean, really... <laughs> no affecting your abilities, I understand. Whoever gets this one take, is winner take all. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to get it. Go ahead. Vincent, I need your help with something. I'm busy right now. Why don't you just go ask some of your boys in homicide? I can't. I need someone outside of homicide. Home alone. I want you to tail Bud White till he goes on no. duty this evening. Why don't you do me a real favor and leave me alone? I heard Andy Garcia that time, but it's not a... Why do I keep going to gangster uh, movies? I'll, I'll give you a little hint. Yeah. It is a movie that takes place at Christmas, but I wouldn't call it a Christmas Die Hard. Movie. No. Uh, you probably saw it in the theater. It came out the year before I was born. Jeez, when the heck was he born in? 94? Eight. Five, eight so seven, seven? 97. And one of the characters in the scene is Kevin Spacey. Okay, Clint, we got to get this, because now it's you and I against him. Oh, well, he looked it up on the internet. I don't think there's much to gainst there. Uh, I See, think I knew we should have went to the internet building. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know that story, Mike used to think the internet was all in one building somewhere. <laughs> he denies it now, but uh, uh, I, I'm going to have to... Hang on. A Chris, it takes place at Christmas. It's not Die Hard. It's, it's not Home Alone. It has Kevin Spacey and Nick Nolte in it. You know, I feel like we're just there's. Oh, it's who, Guy Pierce. Sorry, it's not Nick Nolte. Then I okay. Well, there you go. I'm all over the place. You know what? I think there's probably some listeners right now twisting and squirming. Go, God, for God, take it! And they're yelling it at their uh, computers. But what is it? Just fill us in. Okay, it's directed by Curtis Hansen. It's also got Russell Crowe in it. Danny Ru DeVito is briefly in it. Russell Crowe. The bad guys, played by James Cromwell. It takes place in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm, that's right. Like an L.A. story. Oh, 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 oh. Or, or I know this. Uh, Not living in L.A. No. no, 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 no. That's 80s. 
uh, the, the Come on, Mike, you got this. There, no, there's a hard-boiled detective story that takes place. Is it take place in like the 40s? Yes. I know this movie. Mulholland Drive, no. Oh, that's close. <sighs> Something Falls? No. The Black Dahlia? Oh, no, that's very, very, very close. Uh, it starts with the name of the city. Confidential! No. no. L.A. Yeah, that was it. It was L.A. Confidential? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? I haven't seen the movie. So that's why, but I do know of it, and I, that's why I'm like hard-boiled detectives, 40s. See, I was, I was getting into something there, but I just, I still, you beat us. You beat us on that one. Like, I thought it would be, I thought you were going to ask questions like something that have a reindeer in it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured uh, Clint would stomp on the first two, so I had to come up with something creative. Yeah. Okay, I'll do one for you. What is this from? I don't want to make toys. I want to be a dentist. What? Uh, would that be uh, elf? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Very good. Remember Herbie the elf? He didn't want to make toys. He wanted to be a dentist. I don't want to make toys. I want to be a dentist. And the, 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 the boss elf with the goatee. What? What's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Ooh, probably A Christmas Story. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. It's always a classic. Uh, my kids got to watch it every year. And I put them onto it because it was something I watched as a teenager. Yeah. You know, um, some of the Christmas movies that I watched as a kid, Rudolph. I mean, it's one Rudolph. Well, the stop motion animation. It was scary. The, where he's got the little yeah, red nose yeah, in it? Yeah. Anyway, You're scared uh, by the stop, uh, stop motion guys? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a weird dark setting up there at the North Pole, wasn't yeah. it? But my favorite, do I know my favorite? Well, you should ask then. What is your favorite? I like the Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's just like, to me, it sort of, it, it blows everything else out of the water. Pretty darn good. Love Christmas movies. My favorite point in that movie is when he's the, the holiday cheermeister or whatever, and yeah. they're carrying him around in the chair of cheer, and they're feeding him all those different kinds of puddings. And the one guy stuffs the spoon well, this isn't pudding. And the way he goes, what is it? That's, that's my favorite part of the Grinch. And, and I do still like Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, you can forget that. The right. Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Anybody who's ever brought home a tree with some branches missing, like say they got down to the lot late and there wasn't much choice left, we all call it a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah. It's entered the vernacular. It is part of culture. Yes. Now, and you know, there, actually, when you start thinking about it, there's so many great ones. I, I could reminisce uh, for quite a while. Like, we, we played a clip from It's a Wonderful Life. That's just a beautiful movie. I don't yeah. know. Have you watched it many times? Yes, yes. You know, and, and here's a little bit of trivia you might not have known about It's a Wonderful Life. They uh, made that movie. It was not a very big hit. And it wasn't until the early 70s when TV networks were looking, or TV stations were looking for content. And they started playing it as the like the afternoon movie around Christmas, and that's when it really take took hold and became the big monster that it is today. It didn't well, didn't find because uh, it came out in around 1940 or so. Well, wasn't the original Lethal Weapon movie was a Christmas movie as well? Was it? Well, very feel good. Yeah, remember? Uh, wasn't uh, Mel I, Gibson like? We were just talking about today that because Lethal Weapon 2 is Joe Pesci. Yeah, but is it, didn't the first one, isn't the opening scene, aren't they in a, or one of the opening scenes, isn't he in a Christmas tree? 
place selling Christmas trees? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I, you know, it's been so long, I can't remember. Yeah. Also Christmas time, also Los Angeles. Ah, yes. Yes. Well, there you go, tying that together nicely. Because they have no snow, they think they have to overcompensate with more movies. Now, so what did you say your favorite Christmas movie was? Grinch. Oh, the Grinch. Jim yeah, Carrey sorry. Grinch. Never mind, never mind. You did, yeah. you did address that. I did it. And, and yeah, I got to say a Christmas story, but it, It's a Wonderful Life is right up there. Because, you know, when he, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it yet, when he kind of gets to see his whole life, how it would have been without him, and then he's just, you know, at the moment he, he realizes he's back when he can taste the blood on his lip, and Zuzu's petals are in his pocket. Zuzu's flower petals. Zuzu's petals! And he knows he's back. It's just a triumphant moment. And nobody can, you can't be much happier for a movie character or actor than you can for Jimmy Stewart. He was yeah. just such a lovable guy. I, I just actually saw a, uh, I'm getting the scene, uh, the, the sign to probably wrap this up soon, I'm thinking, but uh, I, I just love that uh, I saw a thing the other day that uh, it was a real photograph of Jimmy Stewart coming home from the military. He was a pilot. He was an Army pilot or an Air Force pilot, and he's in his dad's hardware store. Wow. And it was one of those cool old 40s hardware stores, and he's sitting up on the counter talking to somebody on the phone in his full uniform. And his dad's in the background with the apron on, helping customers. That it's just one of those, you know, those great old hardware stores that you just don't yeah. see anymore. And I just thought it was such a neat picture. I was, just, I was transported in time. A lot of collectibles in there. Oh, I, that's what I said at the time. I want to time travel back to that hardware store and buy a few things. Okay, one more qu Christmas question. Okay. Real tree or fake tree? Boy, that's a conundrum, isn't it? Because. I love the smell of a tree. I'd always say real, 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 but now we're kind of in this age of enlightenment where do we want to kill a tree just so we can... But there's still thousands and thousands of Christmas trees there. Like, people are growing them specifically for cutting them down and selling them as trees. Now, what if trees grew humans to just... just cut one's feet off and put it, you know, those babies... They, humans ah. got lots of babies. In fact, we grow these babies specifically... Just for planting in a pot at Christmas. We cut their feet off. <laughs> Thanks, Aiden. And by the sound of the music, I'd say it's time to go. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Don't forget to ring the... the, the Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. See you in the all. new year. See you in the new year. It's been the Collector's Cast. <laughs> <laughs>